0: It's the 120 Podcast. Mikey Fernandes alongside Benjamin Hootie coming at you for a new episode as the Cubs take on a handful of divisional opponents to mixed results. But Ben, overall, a nice last week or two and lots to discuss in Cubs Nation.
1: Yeah, I'd say mostly positive direction for the most part. Uh, and we'll obviously get into it. But a lot of exciting series against um, Pittsburgh, um Milwaukee and Cincinnati, and you're looking ahead at more wild card potential opponents. So, uh, there's a lot to discuss and I'm super excited to get into it. Obviously with, uh, we took ourselves a little week off and a lot's mm-hmm. happened. So I'm excited to talk. We're in September. We're in the thick of it. We are talking about meeting full Cubs baseball in September. And that's yes. it, all we could have ever asked for
0: when we would do our like late night venting episodes and like, june do you think we did you think we'd be at this point we're recording every week in september and we are in august and we're you know saying it's a mixed bag to win three series in a row against divisional opponents no it's the standard has been raised
1: they haven't lost a series they've lost one series in their last 17
0: like put that in
1: put that in perspective folks we are we are in this and i don't think that's a. don't even think we have to like think about that anymore because they're very much in the thick of it but no it is kind of cool to
0: look at it from a magnified view like the first yeah the first Cubs team ever to be 10 games over 500 who was at one point 10 games below 500 I mean this is a Cubs team that is literally turned completely turned around but they it's not that they were never not capable of what they currently are they just I don't know it 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 took it took some time but Jed's vision kind of clicked the defense has been phenomenal for the most part some some random little you know Random little teasers here and there that gets, you know, quick losses. But for the most part, the defense has been phenomenal. That's been a huge deal. Winning ball games with just by a run or two was not exactly the case in the Red Series. We'll get into that. But since it has been a good two weeks, I will say you might not have heard from us on our Spotify and Apple pods in two weeks. But if you are a avid 120 fan and have been following along with our live streams on the Pro Sports Fans app, we appreciate that. And if you haven't checked us out on there yet, Please do the next time we get on. Download Pro Sports Fans and join the Cubs fan chat. You will be able to see when Ben and I post that we will be going live during a Cubs game. Yeah,
1: I would say one or two more live games before the end of the regular season. Yeah, then, yeah, at least a couple here in September. So and then maybe postseason. We'll yeah, see what happens. Potentially, but, but yeah.
0: for for the the Chicago Cubs, it's kind of funny because it's almost like the MLB people who make the schedules get paid to be know what they're doing. Because they do. And, uh, and the schedule is just made so flawlessly this year. It goes from what we, what we called the, the chunk of, uh, easy opponents, easy AL opponents and like the Royals and the White Sox and the Tigers into three divisional teams in a row and the Pirates, Brewers and Reds. And then now the Giants and Diamondbacks.
1: Two teams, the that, two we're, teams that were, two teams that vying for the wild card. that are chasing us. Mm-hmm. Like, how- how beautiful is that that it worked out this late into September? And to add on top of that, we're still going to see the Diamondbacks down the road again at, at later yeah. in the season. So, yeah. yeah, the Cubs have.
0: I was at a bar
1: on Friday, and I
0: somebody had the full schedule up on a like a wall, like you know they get bars have like the full like schedule for the season. Yeah, and I'm just like counting it out, and I'm like, there's like eight or nine series left. Like that's it. Like we're we're into the thick of it. Like when you look at the record, less than thirty, less than thirty. It's a month. So it's, I mean, you got, yeah. you got San Francisco starting this week, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, the, uh, Diamondbacks again, Pittsburgh, the Rockies, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. But there's a lot of wins there. If they, they, there's a lot, plenty of wins there that if they leave enough of those wins on the table, that's going to be writing their own eulogy.
1: That last series, man, I think that's a good way to segue over into this first series from this first week. But that last series, I think that everything is going to be on the line for both clubs, and obviously we saw it this week. The Brewers and Cubs played some great baseball this past week, and it was just three – maybe not the first one, but the two Cubs wins were just two gut-wrenching – performances from starting pitching defense it was a playoff atmosphere at Wrigley Field what what a two game what what a two game stretch for the Cubs I mean and you could get into it but just dominant pitching performance defense yeah. very little offense it was very much a Cubs Brewers series
0: one guy who didn't touch them out I want to start here one guy who didn't touch them out during the Brewers series who yeah. we haven't mentioned yet on the pod because it has been two weeks we talked a lot about him on our live streams this week is Jordan Wicks. I mean, give it ten years, you're gonna see little kids running around Wrigley Field with Nike sports glasses on because he's just he's just that electric. He's he is awesome. He's a he's a bulldog. That's what you like to say about Javier Assad but in a different way. Like he's a he just works. And it's the thing is he gets strikeouts. So it's different than Assad. He's not you know hitting people in the grounders, but he just works. He gets out there, he gets the job done. Two starts so far. He's looked great. I love what we've seen from Jordan Wicks. And then when you see today, for instance, the Cubs did beat the Reds 15 to 7, I believe, but it's, yep. you see a veteran pitcher like Talion struggles so much. It's, it almost makes you think, who's the next guy up downstairs? Like who, like let's, let's, w- at what point is Talion's leash short enough, right? Like when do you, when do you say time to bump the next guy in?
1: Wicks has proved that it's, it's pop- possible. And. You just look at this pitching staff as a whole, and who are your three best pitchers right now? Three guys that have all been developed in this system. Yep. What has been the what was the biggest problem in the 2016 era that probably kept this team from winning multiple World Championships? And that was the fact that they could not develop a pitcher for the life of them. Who do you, who are the three pitchers you trust on them? And obviously, there's Kyle Hendricks too. He he was phenomenal against Milwaukee, and we'll obviously get into that. But Steele, Assad, and Wicks—I mean, it's just beautiful. And Wicks, we—I've—I've I've been telling you about this guy for a little bit now, mm-hmm. and obviously you knew of him. But
0: I—I
1: mm-hmm. I really wanted to just let him get a chance because of how good he was doing in the minors this year. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, when he made that start against Pittsburgh, I did not expect it to go like that at all. The greatest mound visit of all time from Tommy Haddovey turned him into a nine strikeout performance in his Cub debut. Just Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood-esque, just dominant pitching just debut for a homegrown kid that just went made it through the system, grinded out, and he is going to be here for the playoff run. That changeup runs on every single batter. They cannot hit it for the life of them. I, I'm, I'm so excited to see this kid and what he's going to be able to do for the future of this team. But just right now, the fact that he is our, he is a rookie. He has been in the league for two starts and he's already getting put into the, the fold of things with the pressure is on his back more than ever, but he is just performing. I'll say it. I, I,
0: completely, I agree completely with what you're saying. And just leading off that with the pitching, I, the playoffs are going to happen at this point if the Cubs make it and you're not, you're not going to have the freedom in a wild card series or any, in any playoff series to be like, Oh yeah, let's let Jose Quas dick around and start and we'll take him out after two outs and he'll laugh about it. We can't do that anymore. Like we're not going to be able to do that. And I don't think they should be doing that anymore this month. Wesneski shoved yesterday. Oh yeah. That's another, I mean, we've, he, he deserves to get a second chance as a starter. I would so much rather see Hayden Wesneski start than let Drew Smiley or Jameson Talion start again this season. I'm gonna say it.
1: I I will say that I I know that the the Quas thing is more of the fact that it was a doubleheader, so yeah, you kind of like, had to I play just, your matchup, right?
0: It is. It's not about Quas. Quas is is what it is. I actually thought it was hilarious when he was kind of when when Ross came out with two outs and everyone was kind of laughing. Like he probably told him before the game, like, all right, man, like shortly, he's like you're gonna be the opener basically. They Wesneski. probably wanted
1: him to get the first three outs. Yeah, and it actually went to it actually went to Drew Smiley. and Drew Smiley did yeah. three solid innings. Smiley did pretty Wesneski well, and then Wesneski came in.
0: Wesneski was doing doing his laps around the mound, which I love. Smiley and Wesneski have been a tandem all season. That's why I'm just like didn't even remember who went first because it's at this point now that it's at least not all season, but like recently because when yeah. one's on the mound, the other is because they don't expect either of them to go seven innings. So. You mm-hmm. do something like they did. And I don't it's and, and again, my statement was not a knock on Jose Quas at all. It's more of just like it's fun now, it works, it sometimes wins games now, but like in the playoffs, you can't rewrite the rules. Like you're gonna you're gonna have to play the game the way it's meant to be played. How you how you win games in the playoffs. You're gonna have to have three solid starters. You can't go into a playoff game thinking, Oh, we'll do Smiley for a couple innings and you a couple innings. I personally just don't think so.
1: And I, I don't think they're necessarily thinking that way for the playoffs. Obviously it has to line up in your favor where you got your, exactly where you got your three guys going in the playoffs because they're, unless the Brewers completely take off, the Cubs are not going to be resting guys that last weekend in Milwaukee. And right after that series, you go right into playoff baseball. So you're going to have to be ready to potentially like have short leashes for Mm -hmm. Justin Steele and all those other guys.
0: That but that's, actually, that's,
1: that's where it's important where a Wesneski could come into play where he could pitch a couple innings if he continues to be really good. That actually
0: is a rare W in my opinion about a playoff format, a new playoff format that I have openly expressed my distaste for on this podcast. Like I don't like the three game wild card set. I don't like that division teams have to play, division winners have to play a wild card team. It's it's all silly in the first round. That said, you're right. Coming down to it at the wire, the Cubs will be playing meaningful games up until October. It, I don't think they're going to coast into anything. And so it's about who who's set up. But unless they just get royally screwed, the you will see at least Steele or Wicks or uh, Hendricks in a three game wild set probably. If it was a one-game series and you need to win the last two of the season and you have to pitch Steele and Hendricks, then that's different because then for the one-game wild card a couple of years ago, then you're you're stuck with the Ass Man or something like that for the wild card, yeah. which at this rate apparently is not a bad thing. He shoved no. yesterday.
1: You won't there's so much that's happened this week. I feel like we're just going from point to point, but that's just kind of how it's been. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing of it all is. The pitching, it's it's been such a weird like flip flop with this team. It's like when the offense isn't hot, the pitching decides to be dominant, Mm -hmm. and then when the offense isn't is just on fire, the pitching the pitching just decides to also be not so great. So I don't know. That,
0: That and then let's get let's get into the rare the frustrations this weekend. So we won game one of the wild card. Game two of the wild card got walked off. Saturday night got walked off. Today finally the Bats woke up 15-7. But the part of the reason for the two walk-off wins or losses are because there was absolutely no run support through two brilliant starts. Right. And that's just not what you want to see. That's the exact opposite problem you thought the Cubs would have. Like, if you would have told us in June, hey guys, you'll be recording an episode in September mad because there was no run support because, you know, X, Y, and Z young pitchers just absolutely shoved against the Reds, that We, I would
1: have been shocked. Right. <sighs> It's that you, I t- going into that second game of the doubleheader. I was expecting like both teams to just jump all over each other because it was such a, it was going to be a bullpen game. We knew the script was going to be yeah. was and Smiley was going to be somewhere in that second game, but they both did really well, and it's so frustrating because of who pitched in that second game of the doubleheader that they weren't and they pitched so well that they weren't able to pull out a win. When the Reds were also pitching just a bunch of scrubs that entire game because they were following the same kind of script as the Cubs were because two games in one day. So I don't know. It's, it's, it, those two games last night was super frustrating. Last night, as in the walk off win, the du- almost du- greatest double play of the season that Danby Swanson was able to turn. It, it, it was frustrating, but thankfully they were able to split and have a really, really good offensive performance today after Tyone kind of did another stinker on the mound. So I don't know. It, it's, it, you just got to keep playing your brand of baseball and just keep trying to win games because that's just how it's, this is how it's going to come down to for the rest of these, these series. As you said, Giants and Diamondbacks next. It's not like, Your foot is any more on the gas pedal than it already is.
0: Mm. You it shouldn't be off the rest of the season. There's no right. I mean, there's no like okay. I guess I guess those that two week period here where like they're gonna play Colorado twice and Pittsburgh. I guess, but also like a win's a win. Like the like the playoffs don't take into account strength of schedule. Right. It's not college football. Like you got to win games. You got to win every game presented in front of you. And if you if we were to say for a second, oh man you know, let's try really hard this week at home against the wildcard teams and then kind of coast against Colorado, that's not going to work. Because we openly didn't win as many games against the weak AL stretch we thought we would. I mean, we still lost one of the White Sox. We lost one of the Tigers. We were winning games. But, like, you can't take your foot off the gas. Right now, it all matters. Still three and a half games back in the division, holding on to the second wildcard spot. But it all matters.
1: No, exactly. And we'll see what ends up happening here. But I'm just happy that they were able to get out of this mm-hmm. series with the split and move on to hopefully try and – because really, at the end of the day, when the weekend started, they're exactly where they were at when the weekend started because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Arizona and San Francisco both both lost again today. so And the Brewers
0: finally lost to the Phillies. And, and the, the took Brewers three lost too. Three huge days of fight. The Phillies put up a valiant effort every day made me think it was going to happen every day, made me think they were going to come back both days, Friday and Saturday, but then they finally found a way to beat Milwaukee, which I would have been so annoyed if the Brewers swept the Padres and swept the Phillies, but in between lost the series to us. But, I I mean, what does that say about the Cubs, though, too? You know what I mean? Like, what that should prove that the Cubs are, are a better squad than maybe people around the rest of the league assume, and or we just know how to best the Brewers, because apparently no one else does.
1: Yeah, in August, I'm pretty sure the only series losses they had were against us and the Dodgers. So that's two playoff teams right there. And Mm -hmm. they played other playoff teams, and they played really well against them and won all those series. So I don't know. It. I think the Cubs just know how the Brewers play, and they they played, and we could get into it for this Brewer series. But the brew the way the Brewers play baseball, the Cubs took that and outdid them in their own games in those two wins
0: yeah the quick little the one nothing the two one like it's it's it worked against the brewers it didn't work against the reds but it worked against the brewers right i'm gonna get in my soapbox for a second you might have saw my tweet last night if you're a fan of the pod or you follow me on twitter I've never disliked Ellie De La Cruz in my life. Like he seems cool. He's electric. He's great for the game. He's only a month older than me. Happy to see a brother succeed because like that's us. Like that's me and him. We're the same age, right? Like every time he gets yeah. a hit, I get a hit too. <laughs> but, but no, he, he's awesome. Like it's great to see him do so well. That said, as I, as I get up on the soapbox, he did kind of piss me off last night.
1: Yeah. I did see your tweet.
0: It was, if you didn't see my tweet or the play, it was with the bases loaded, bottom nine. For the second night in a row, the Reds are looking to, to walk off the Cubs. They're down a run. Bases loaded, though. And Ellie lines one in the right. Nice hit. Great hit. Like, not to say it's not a great single for the moment. He scored a run. Or the the guy on third scored a run. They were able to tie the game and then eventually walk it off. But then I'm like, okay, well, they surrendered a, a hit. He's an electric player. It is what it is. But then they show the replay from his perspective of, like, the, the center field cam. He's running as soon as he, he's, like, stopped in the batter's box and then bat flips, like, as, like high as shit, and then kind of jogs it out to, to first and then realizes, like, holy cow, I got to go, and then almost slips and almost gets tagged out because he bat flipped on a game-tying single. I am all for the whole let the kids play thing. Do it. Please. It's so fun. It's great for the game. But, like, that is where I draw the line. Like, that's a terrible example for kids playing baseball. It's a good, it's t- horrible way to play the game. I'm stuttering because I'm mad. Oh, it just made me so mad. There's no need for a bat flip on a, it's not like it was a warning track shot that he thought had a chance. It was a rope in the, the outfield. I think like, he, on he your walked
1: horse. it off. I think he, thought Maybe, he walked it off. Maybe,
0: fine, but it's not a walk off home run. You don't, you're not, no one could ever be so sure because the thing is if he would have, if he would have fully tripped rounding first and then actually would have gotten tagged out like he almost did, that would have been an all time blunder clip that he didn't make it down to first because, or he didn't, he got held up at first because he bat flipped and cause he thought he walked it off.
1: That would have been huge for the L.A. De La Cruz hate squad because I definitely know there's people out there that are tired of, like, the amount of people that just are all over him. I have no real issue with the guys. I think I just thought
0: that play, I was kind of just like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's a good player, and he's going to get better. I know he's been struggling a little bit as of late. I think he's now down to, like, a 240. He had a four-strikeout game Friday night, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So
0: he had when I went to when I saw the Cubs and Reds in the twenty to nine game, I think he had three or four. I think he had four, yeah. and then he had a I think he had a hit in the ninth. I think he had four and a hit in the ninth. So he's he struggled specifically against the Cubs in his career, which is refreshing because normally you see these like young hot shots for divisional teams and they become instant Cubs
1: killers. Like no Noel V. Marte this series. Yeah. Noel V. Marte. I think as soon as this series started, he was getting all those hits. He had a double late to late today. Obviously the Cubs ended up padding their, their, uh, lead a little bit, but he had a two run RBI double. And I'm like, this guy is just a Cubs killer. He obviously had the walk off single and fry on Friday night. I was like, this guy just walked into their lives from the Luis Castillo <laughs> trade and he's going to become a Cubs killer. Like I already know it. He he already is one. I, I could already tell. I could see it in the cards.
0: Man, I, well, we we kind of single hand I think you were the one who said it to me, Ben, but the we kinda of single handedly made the red kept the red season alive this weekend. Even though we split it, the Reds still have some hope. So they're gonna they're not going anywhere, although we're not playing them again, thankfully. I'm kinda of done playing them. They kind of annoy me. But we'll uh we'll as you might have heard actually, as we joined the the one twenty pod joined director of morale's uh Twitter live stream the other night and I was just going off on the Reds. But um Ben, as we round out the episode, what do you think about this upcoming week, and which series are you looking forward to more, the Giants or the Diamondbacks?
1: Oh man, it's an in, it's an interesting one because of the fact that they're both right there with us. We have a three game lead over both teams in the wild card. I just looked at the wild card standings. It's it's us at we're at number two. We have a three game lead, and then Philly is obviously ahead of us. And all those teams that we've been talking about for months that were right with us. They're all tied for that last spot. Mm-hmm. Miami, they're- Arizona, San Francisco, Cincinnati, they're all tied because they've been sh- struggling a little bit. I-, I think I'm most excited for tomorrow. I'm ready to see these Diamondbacks. I- I've been talking about them all year and I love the baby backs, but the baby I'm ready backs. To- I know you love them. I'm ready to beat the crap out of them this week. Let's get it done. And it's It's just like what I said when I was texting you. Obviously, we didn't talk about it on the episode, but I, this series was so important because I was so ready to just bury the Reds and not have to worry about that team. But we let them back in. They were I'm, so mid throughout the month of August too. I know. I'm ready to try and bury these, the San Francisco Giants and Arizona Diamondbacks. Obviously it's only three game sets, I think. Each is three games, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. So I oh, know the,
0: actually there's a, there's a fourth one against the D-Backs. I have it pulled up right now. It's going to okay. be the D-backs, no off day this Thursday. So no off day again until Thursday the 14th. So games every day. It's going to be, going to be a, a nice stretch. 10 straight games, currently 10 games above 500, three and a half games back in the division.
1: So yeah, not necessarily bury them, but take them out of it just a little bit more than they maybe should be in it. So mm-hmm. let's start with the Diamondback series. I'm excited to get it going tomorrow. 120 start time on a Monday. is just beautiful obviously with the holiday but i i love that i love that i mm-hmm. can wake up on a monday on a holiday and just watch the cubs right away like that's just yeah. the best so, so yeah, monday
0: tomorrow um tomorrow tuesday and wednesday against the giants thursday through sunday against the dbacks all from Wrigley Field
1: let's get the job done uh, just like just like i wanted to us to bury the reds this week let's try and do it with these other two teams and let's hope that we're talking positive next week about this team again and yeah, also one other thing. Sunday Cubs might be back. This is two Sunday wins in a row.
0: They might be back. Oh, wait, it no, took the whole season. Sun- three Sundays in a row. That's a win it took so... the whole season, but it the, the the Sunday Cubs, the
1: TNT Bulls, they're back. And you, you know what's hilarious? I feel like Tyone pitches every Sunday at this point. I feel like it just lines up that way.
0: Tyon's the only pitcher that gets run support. He's the one who, he's the one that needs it the most.
1: He's <laughs> the only one that gets run support but he's the only one that doesn't help out the offense at all
0: exactly he's like they're like well this you know the other guys can try and fan for themselves and we'll we'll lose 2-1 but this guy needs some kind of help otherwise we're going to lose 10 to nothing um let's talk one last thing canario what's the Uh. deal what's the deal you're a you're a prospect guy you're down on the farm what's the what's the deal he's up he's upstairs he's with the team but he's uh he's yet to get to the on deck circle or the plate or anything more than you or i
1: It's so frustrating like you called this guy up to try and help make a difference for your club and you saw it on Friday night and Saturday night and even a little bit of the Brewers series even though we were facing some pretty good pitchers the offense has been struggling a little bit so why don't you try and plug in a guy that can maybe lift a spark in your lineup he's the hottest hitter in triple in all of minor league baseball before he got called up. He got called up for a reason, mm-hmm. but why are we going to take away his development in the minor leagues where he continues to rake to put him on this roster and just sit and watch guys?
0: I'm shocked. He didn't come in today. In the, or, well, I'm shocked he exactly. wasn't in the lineup today. I figured on a, I figured on a Sunday, he'd be in the lineup.
1: I was more upset about the fact yesterday that he's a lefty killer and they faced a lefty on the mound and you're still putting Christopher Morrell and Patrick Wisdom in the lineup, which they have, they, they have to be in the lineup down the stretch. I don't disagree with that, but if you want your offense to try and get hot, why don't you try and plug in the guy that just, he he's there for a reason. He's there to hit home runs. And that's, that's what he's been doing in the minor leagues the entire year. Why, why don't you just plug him in instead of just letting him ride it out in AAA? It almost feels like, you got the 28-man 28, 28 rosters for a reason. You were able to call up two other guys. And they didn't use any of them this weekend when they could have easily used Shane Green a couple of days ago when the offense. David Ross literally said in his post-game presser, the, the, the bullpen's on fumes. Well, you know who's not on fumes? A guy that hasn't pitched in over a week, Shane Green. Like, obviously, you might not tr- trust him in high-leverage spots, but use him. And then Canario, he's there for a reason. Plug him in when you're facing a lefty because he can he could bring that pop. And if it doesn't work, then whatever, that's fine. But you just got to try and let the kid have a couple starts here down the stretch. But it doesn't sound like they want to start him at all. They're just going to let him sit and watch major leaguers play.
0: Apparently that's going to be good enough for Jordan Love and the Packers this year, people think. People think that Jordan Love somehow going to be good because he watched Aaron Rodgers for years. So if it's by that logic, I don't know. I had to sneak a dumb joke in there, but you're you're totally you're totally right. You're completely right. Um, and it, it honestly makes me upset because it I think that kind of closes the book on any kind of well maybe it doesn't close the book, but it kind of tells a story about what maybe a potential PCA or Matt Mervis plug-in would look like this year, which is nil. I mean, I, there's a chance it could still happen, but I don't. I think they're just gonna try and. Stick with the horse that got him there and whether or not that that makes it all the way to the playoffs. But I think there is uses for some of these young guys that they just aren't doing, especially Shane Green, like you said. I was shocked too, to not see that. I don't know about Merv. I think PCA could come in and be a great, at least a great speedy option. But I know that's not your full expectations for him in the future. But right. we're looking at 2023 where this team could be in the postseason and you need a speedy option at the very least.
1: Exact, and the thing that's frustrating about it too is, PCA. If they were to call him up at some point, and he were to be a nice base stealing guy, whatever it might be, he can't. He can't be on that playoff roster anymore because he wasn't called up before September first. So it doesn't so matter. It doesn't matter. You can bring him up if you've got a playoff spot locked in, or. I mean, they're not going to catch up to the, the Brewer series. Is, as I said, it's going to come down to that last weekend. So you can't just no. plug in a yeah. young guy to get some at bats. No,
0: no, and that's not that's literally I wouldn't expect them to there. Like at this point, it would have been it would have been this week, right?
1: So it, I, yeah. I don't think we'll see PCA this year. I know we no. talked about it like for a couple weeks, but it is what just it is. let the let the kids start a couple. Let Canario start a couple games. He's Please. you got him. You got him in the Chris Bryant trade, one of the greatest Cubs players that ever play ever put the uniform on let the kid start a couple games let's just see what he could do and then if he struggles then that's fine like maybe that's fine that he'll ride the bench i know either way if he's gonna start he's still gonna get pinch hit for by the sixth or seventh inning but just let the kid play get him a couple at bats let him see major league pitching so he could potentially be an impact guy for 2024 or maybe even he's a sleeper guy that just rakes in the postseason like that's just how it's gotta be.
0: Maybe he'll, uh, he'll see the field against the Colorado Rockies and the guy he, the guy he was dealt for, Chris Bryant. Although Brian will be watching it just like you or me because he's injured yet again, but he's, uh, I, I don't, he's made a class by the way. I, I love Chris. I always will, but I, I think every single time the Cubs, I even thought about looking at the Rockies like schedule or anything like that. He wasn't playing. I even saw the Rockies play in person in Kansas City in June and he, he wasn't playing. It's just, I, how many games did he play this year? Like, 40 max.
1: 40 plus, yeah. I mean, I'm happy he got his paycheck, but that's just another Anthony Rendon situation in Colorado.
0: Yep. yep. Well, d- don't worry, Ben. They were just trying to play 500 ball. They're just trying to play 500 ball. Yeah. In Colorado. I don't know.
1: It's he played a,
0: six. He's played 65 games. I was I was wrong. I undershot it.
1: But he, he's still on the IL right now.
0: He last I heard, because he's uh, somebody in my fantasy league dropped him, and I picked him up just out of sentimentality, and then I ended up dropping him too. Oh man. I don't know. My Jordan love joke was so dumb, by the way. I hope like one person out there laughed at it. It was just the way that you phrased it. It was like, what did you say? Like he's somehow going to get better sitting watching pros or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's apparently the Packers logic. Bears well, play next we, weekend.
1: Exactly. By the time we mm-hmm. record next week, we will probably be talking a little bears on top of it. So Baby it's going to be a, it's going to be a stressful Sunday is when the bears and Cubs are both playing and if they both lose, my entire Sunday night is ruined. But if oh they both gosh. win, I'm going to be the most unbearable person on the XF. X,
0: the good news uh, is, on the XF, the good news is the Cubs have the 120 against the D-backs on Sunday and they don't play, the Bears don't play till
1: three. 3.25. So, they're the, yeah, uh, okay. they're, they're the, they're the primetime game for the three o'clock slot. Cause usually I think most three o'clock games start at 3.05. But mm-hmm. if you're on if you're on Fox, I'm pretty sure I it's think Fox. Time. it's always it's always the Cowboys usually that get that time. But they decided to give it to the, the young Bears and the young Packers and a renewed rivalry with a new quarterback under under the helm for the Green Bay Packers. So let's go beat some ass. Let's get some W's this week. Let's get some Bear W's. Let's get some Cubs W's. Let's solidify more of that playoff spot and let's start a playoff run for the Chicago Bears.
0: At any subway right now in Wisconsin, you can you can buy a subway sandwich and get free Packers tickets, but except for Bears games. No, you can't. You can't actually. That's a Brewers joke. I'm I'm done with my dumb jokes today. I, I I'm i just striking out over and over and over again. I call me Ellie De La Cruz.
1: Oh man, that was a good one. <laughs> you got it. You just, that, you just I finally <laughs> saved it. You hit a home run on the last one. <laughs>
0: and I didn't bat flip. I put my head down and ran. Thanks for listening to this edition of the 120 Podcast. For Ben Hootie. I'm Mike Go Cubs. Go Cubs.